All right, ready. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Little Buddy... Blah, blah, the Little Buddy Cast. You the Little freaking something. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. We are the Little Big Cast. Hello. Hi. On today's show, Rachel flems it up. <coughs> Jeff hijacks the cast. All the way. And Drew finally saves Minnie, beats Javier, survives Godzilla. Yes. And eats loogie pearls. Yum. While Rachel hawks her own loogie <sighs> pearls. All this and more on an all-new and exciting and disgusting episode of The, the Little, Little Big, Big cast. cast. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> At the show. Oh, I'm so hot. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of The Little Big Cast. Good morning. Hello. My name's Jeff. With me today. I'm Drew. <laughs> I'm here. I'm sick, but also known as Rachel. <laughs> welcome. We have I Drew, know. sick, and Rachel. Uh, so episode 13. Wow, yes. That's a lot. Doing and good. I'm pretty pumped. We're doing good. We're on a good roll. We're I hope it's a lucky now. one. Yeah, right? I, <laughs> I hope I it's lucky. We're officially, we're officially in our teens, so we get to be reckless for the next, what, seven podcasts? Yeah, hey. That's Sweet. Nice. Darn, should We get known to be young one. and reckless for seven more. <laughs> then we got to act like professionals and go to college. Uh, no, anyway, no, I've been there. There's so no, excited. No. It's Dude, still we, reckless. Yeah. It's still reckless. I feel like, so we had a conversation on Twitter the other, or on uh, Facebook the other day about like how we still feel like we're eight years old, right? right that right, was the thing yeah. that happened. Yep. I'm pr- I feel like I've been nine now for 20 years. <laughs> this is good, right? That's a healthy lifestyle. Like, that is. Is it? It's A-OK. Is it as productive as it should <clears> be? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because like I'm happy with it, but I also worry sometimes that I'm not being as productive as I like. I feel like I should feel like, oh, I'm like a mature adult, but I still. <laughs> no one wants that. I don't think right? I felt that until I had three kids. Like uh, it took it took a lot of responsibility. Because I have one kid, <laughs> right? But it's and I'm still like go. I'm still like I would. Yeah. I'd rather play a game. It might it might be <laughs> at the point when your your you your kids start like you know, pointing at things that you're like, you're not supposed to know that or say that. <laughs> then you go, holy crap, I am in charge. <laughs> when they start using bad words, yeah, you're like, uh, children, I, it's, apparently, it's apparent that I need to be a parent now. <laughs> That's about the time. So, yes. Cool. Well, we've got a uh, great show for you today. Um, <clears throat> we've got a lot of stuff going on. And I don't know about you guys, but I did a lot of crap this week. So let's just jump into it. Who wants to go first? You never go first. Why don't you go first? Me yeah. go first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> it was a busy week. Good. So your list is go down the, list. the longest. Let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, saw X Men. Was that Days of Future Past or something? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I was gonna um, say for good things. I really loved it. I thought uh, the way that it was put together was fantastic. I was a little bit confused. Like, I feel like within the Marvel universe, you can kind of get away with having the past be whatever you wanted it to be mm-hmm. like the last the, the other the other parts or episodes of of the x-men series can be whatever you want them to be right because in this one um xavier's alive isn't modern day uh, like in in the reality that exists at the beginning of the show where with x3 he died right like he was obliterated by phoenix you, i don't i don't know. so anyway there's so many of they them. They're like a funeral for him <laughs> in X3. Like the one where Wolverine stabs Jean Grey, and like she dies, and he's crying, and it's really sad. But okay, like okay. Professor died, right? Because yes. she tore him to pieces. But then he dies again. I don't know. So in this one, he's alive. And that was something that, for me at first, I was like, this is kind of weird that he's alive. But then I was, I was like, you know what? That's what's great about storytelling is every director can tell their own story and it's do true. their own thing. Because there were elements of X3. Well, there were elements of the original trilogy throughout the entire show. But... Chat room says, by the way, chat room says, read the comic series and the teaser at the end of X3. So maybe there's something in there that opened this up for you. Thanks, KT, for correcting me. (laughs) I'm just saying, in the movie, as it was made, the two and a half hour X3. Maybe they're more connected to Xavier dies. So um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I drank some pearl milk tea. I almost puked on the pearls. I, I they're little bobas, a, if you don't know what pearls are. Bobas, little they're, tapioca yeah. balls. They're, they're little tapioca balls that go in a delicious shake. The yeah, shake no, I is them. delicious. I love, I love it. The tea is <laughs> great. Like, those those elements of the drink, fantastic. The little pearls are, like, 
delicious. They're like little loogies. <laughs> no, that you have no. to force down. I love I love them. And if, like it were, little... if, it, if it were even one or two, like or like five or ten, I'm cool with that. But like, gonna stack it up. A quarter of my drink Extra, was these little yeah. bobas, yeah. and I, I was like, every no, this is too much. Like I was just, like getting mouthfuls, and it. it I also kind of have a word, a problem with the word pearls. You just don't like. It, I don't like that word. Okay. Like okay. there are so many weird connotations with Jeff that word. Like little black balls. I, I just it, for whatever reason it's just weird to me. Anyway. I love them. I love the mango flavor. In the gaming world, yes. um, I finished Mango's Child of Light. Good. I like yes. I loved it. Uh, Child of Light was fantastic. And one <laughs> of the things that I thought was really cool when I when I beat it, I took a screenshot. I posted it on Twitter. I and it was I got shot. favorited by it got favorited by the lead writer of the game, which I thought was really cool, and I think speaks to the level of care that was put into the game. Um, <coughs> I'm only like maybe like an hour into it, and I, I'm loving it. I'm, so right, and so one of the things that's so great about the game is that you, for lack of a better way of explaining it, I feel like the the creators put a lot of themselves and a, like a lot of heart into the game. Like you can tell it's a game that was really cared about and probably had to be fought for throughout the entire pro I mean, how many games like this does Ubisoft put out, right? Question, like, yeah. yeah. This is a very strange game for Ubisoft who's putting out Assassin's Creed's and Watch Dogs. It's true. Like, all these true. huge AAA games to put out a small, artistic, are, indie yeah. game. Beautiful. It's, um, but beautiful in a different way because Watch Dogs is, is beautiful from what we've seen. Right. Like, great graphics, but this had this, like, artistry to it that just doesn't exist in in their other games and and so i felt like you know these these people put a lot of their heart into the game and i really appreciated that and jeffrey uh yohalem i think is probably how it's pronounced he he favorited the tweet which i thought was cool and i i I was like you know he's the lead writer of this story that i really connected with in part just because it was so good but also because i was playing with my daughter who throughout the entire game was leaning on my arm and, and talking me through it and like, oh, we should fight that guy. Let's get him, you know? And, uh, and really cared about Aurora, the, the main character of the game. Like, she was concerned for Aurora. Um, she worried about her. She worried about her dad. And so to progress through the game and get to the end with my daughter was something. Like, it was honestly, playing this game was a special it's a special game to me because I, uh, I was able to play with my daughter. Very cool. Um, oh, what else? I have a lot of stuff. Put three hours into Transistor. Transistor is awesome. So Sledgehammer Games um, puts Transistor only, together. Right? Yeah, it's PS4 and PC only. Um, Rachel, we got to step over. Our I know, game. man. This is seriously a lot. I hate this is a, this is a sick game. Very very cool <clears> art style. Uh, it's got kind of a cyberpunk feel to it, and. Just the way that it approaches, again, Sledgehammer Games put such a heavy emphasis on storytelling, and that's, I'm, I'm all about yep. story. Like, I love, <coughs> I love interesting and cool and unique storytelling, way, like, different ways of storytelling. And with Transistor, the storytelling is happening um, through yeah, a sword. Simply. The okay. sword is, is narrating the story for you. Like, <coughs> the entire game opens up, and you're looking at a dude with a sword stuck in his chest. And the sword kind of looks like the uh, the um, the highway that Thor walks down to to transport back to Earth. The Sparkly kind of that. crystalline mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's called? Uh, KT knows the name of the path. I guarantee it. Of course he does. Um, but wait, it has a name. Whatever, <laughs> it's whatever that road path on Mario Kart. is. Yeah, of whatever course. that path is. Um, it looks <clears> just <throat> like that. And when when the sword talks, it pulsates and it becomes light. And so it opens up the game with the sword calling to your character, whose name is Red. She's a jazz singer. And she's like, he's like, Red, I need your help. Pull me out of here. Get me out of here. So Red grabs the sword and pulls her out. And he's, he's talking to Red, like trying to have a conversation with her. And she's not answering. And the sword realizes they took your voice. Like he says, I, you know, they took your voice. And it, and it like, you can feel the despair in the sword's voice and and one of the things that i'm i'm totally intrigued by and that i love and we've talked about this on the on the podcast before is this idea that you can have a connection with an inanimate object right right like thomas was alone yeah exactly a square was was a game that all of us like kind of developed these relationships with these inanimate objects and i feel the same way with the sword and transistor one of the ways that they do that that is very unique is that they, they have the voice of the sword come through your controller. 
And so, like, that's not so cool. only is Red your character holding <clears throat> a sword that's talking to her, but you're holding the thing that's talking to you, which kind of sounds silly, but it, man, it just works so it did, perfectly. Did something. It's it just creates kind of a special, cool environment. Like it, it creates an environment around you almost within the game. Uh, very cool game. Highly, highly recommend it. Katie says the road, the sword, the road is called Bitfrost. Bitfrost. There you go. Thanks, Katie. I <laughs> knew he'd knew it. Like. Yeah, yeah totally I knew he'd knew it. And he's in the middle of, he's working right now. He just course, swings over and answers our questions. He doesn't even have, like, it's just there. It's just nuts. Um, awesome. Outside of Transistor, I've played some Wolfenstein. Quick question. How was it comparable to the other game that you were playing? To Bastion? Yeah. Um, similar as far as. But different enough. Same like, narrator. Similar as far as, like, the RPG elements are very similar. The way you upgrade is, is relatively similar. Um, and the narrative-driven story is similar, but everything else is, is totally different. Cool. With Bastion, it kind of feels like a, an old-school fantasy with a, kind of a Western mm. influence to it. This is <coughs> super cyberpunk. Like, as cyberpunk as it could get, you're dealing with um, different... Uh, different machines that are battling you, different kind of variations on human beings. It's it's very, very cool, futuristic feeling. And the the combat is utterly unique. I've never played a game that, that, that had combat similar to this. Um, outside of that, I've played probably four hours of Wolfenstein now. I totally screwed it up, by the way. It's Bifrost, not Bitfrost. Aww. So <laughs> Correct you on that, too, I'm Sorry. sure. Bitfrost yeah, is cool. Bitfrost, like, Bifrost, Bitfrost sounded way cooler for a game, so. right? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. In the movie, it's Bifrost. In the game, because it's bits. In real life, yeah. because... Yeah. 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 Deal with it, people. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing Wolfenstein, which, as a shooter, a standalone shooter, um, the first-person shooter elements of it aren't that awesome. I mean, they're not, they're not revolutionary. They're, they're status quo. They're good. Um, it's fun. But the story is actually very cool. So... Wolfenstein, um, you start the game while the United States is at war with Germany during World War II, and you are kind of knocked unconscious and left for dead. A family finds you, and you're basically a vegetable. So they put you in a nursing home, you're strapped in a chair, and for 14 years you're just kind of looking around. And so the time goes really fast, and you're like, Christmas has come, birthdays come, spring comes, Christmas is birthday, spring, Christmas, birthday, spring until um, some Nazis come in and start killing everyone in the nursing home and your strength comes back and you, you like miraculously for whatever reason, um, your strength comes back and you fight your way out of the nursing home. You save your nurse who's kind of taken care of you through, the, through all these years and you find out that the Nazis won World War II and that the United States had surrendered. And so everything, everything kind of turns into this uh, resistance movement against the Nazis and like fighting back and trying to overthrow a worldwide regime. Um, so story-wise, it's, it's very cool. So I've had a lot of Man. gaming time. I yes, tweaked my back earlier this week, so I've had an excuse to sit on a couch. Um, <laughs> That's what I need so to do. So lots of, lots of gaming time. Outside of that, I, we had a barbecue with the Tyler family. We did. We partied last, uh, yesterday. That was cool. Yeah, I got sunburned. Great. Yep. Surprise, yeah. surprise, everyone. The redhead got sunburned. I have no idea. Um, I, have, I have several, like, little streaks of where I missed or where I actually got just, sunscreen. Yeah. Like, we very used the little kid's sunscreen. It was like, it's like a chapstick. Yeah, it's like it's a the size of, of a chapstick. <laughs> and so I'm all like my rubbing kids. my body. We usually use it for, like, our, you know, the cheeks and the foreheads, but all my kids are I streaked. pretty much showered with a glue stick of sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. Is, is a, I mean, it was like a, a rub down of sunscreen and we like have everywhere. Stripes everywhere. It's hilarious. So, Good yeah, times, my back's all stripety and stuff. Um, but, fun. man, it was fun, and that's what I've been doing. So that's, that's a lot. Wow. So. And thank you for joining us for the Jeff cast. It's yeah, been a wonderful perfect. morning. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for 60 minutes of Jeff. <laughs> anyway, what have you guys been doing? Uh, Drew. Me. Me. Um, so I had a little barbecue with the Hawks family. So that okay. was the Hawks' is. Um, I was not invited. Uh, yeah, well, a friend of ours, <laughs> a friend of ours, like out of the blue, was just like, "Hey, thanks guys for making it awkward, Rachel." <laughs> it wasn't a little big it cast freaking barbecue. It was about minus the little Rachel. girls. It was about the little girls. It was about daughters <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, 
So I had somebody just said, "Hey, do you want to ba- you want to hang out with them? Pool Give me the water wings." <laughs> Next time you're Sorry. in. They're anyway, it was a it was a friend, and then he said, "Bring some friends over, grill up some food, have some fun in the pool." So we were there, and while we were there, the guy's brother showed up, and it was kind of like, "Oh, I didn't know other people were gonna <laughs> yeah. come join us." But it was fine; they were nice, and we had a good time. What else did I do? I finally beat that uh, jaguar and guacamole. Yay! So that was a big a big achievement. How many times did it take? Um, it was 350. The you know before the was it for show. real? Like, do you actually have a number? For it real? was, it or was seriously between 300. Estimate. It was between 300 and 350. It was oh my gosh. There. I played that thing so much. And then the next day when it was like middle of the day, like 9 a.m., um, when I probably shouldn't have been playing games with the kids, I got them in three shots. So it was just like the third time. I was like, yes! So that was a big accomplishment. Other than that, I, I played a lot. I finished Castle of Illusion with the girls. So cool. we, they loved Mickey. So we, again, That's a Disney game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like Mickey like jumping through and trying to, to uh, get Minnie back from cool. Miserable. Um, played a lot of Tomb Raider one night, you know, uh, Peach was was tired of writing papers and and she was like I'll, I'll just sit here and watch you play. I think that's and cool. I, and I and I started to fire something up and she's like, <clears throat> do, you, do you mind if we play Tomb Raider? Because she loves the story. She wants yeah. to, even though it's the most intense and the craziest game that we play. So I played that. It for is a nice. Tomb yeah, Raider, like the new Tomb Raider is heavy. Yeah, it's it's getting it's crazy. Um, what else? Oh, played Puppeteer for uh, many many hours. Enjoyed that kind of fun storyline. Um, I really I really liked the way that it, it like everything's play-based you hear yeah. applause you hear people from the audience and you see and you're looking at a stage and you're looking at the stage for everything that you're kind of moving back and forth on so, so did the gameplay jive with you then did you I enjoy the gameplay i liked it yeah because you're you're a little guy without a head and if you get hit your head starts rolling and, and you just stop what you're doing and chase your head which is kind of fun right you switch out your heads and each little head can open up has new like abilities right yeah like abilities that, that will help you either defeat other people or open up you know, different portals or different things that you can do. And then your super scissors can, like, cut you up into the air so you kind of fly. As long as you're cutting on something, you can go up and up and up. And cool. Anyway, I, I enjoyed it. I am looking forward to getting back to that one. Um, man, did a lot. Um, and, of course, uh, played Lone Survivor last night. Got through, you know, a little, a little ways into it. it. Quite a bit through that. So <clears throat> that was my week. Oh, hey, we also all saw Godzilla. We did see Godzilla. Godzilla. Which was fun to do. Is just it weird that away. I have a hard time saying God, like with a Z, Godzilla? Like, it's more fun to say Godzilla? I think it's Godzilla. I, like, I like to blame my blood. I, I was going to say, she's that. got an excuse yeah. for that. <laughs> Mine's, I mean. Or Godzilla. Godzilla. I, I just think it sounds cooler, <laughs> though. <laughs> Godzilla. Hello, it's Godzilla. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. We did. I, you and I went as part of White Clouds. Just kind of went and hung out and watched the show. This wasn't something that right, was a, a whole. It right, wasn't, cool. a, yeah, it wasn't no, a little bit casting that you weren't invited to. Should we invite Rachel? I didn't even pay for it. Anyways, Someone else paid. I can adopt a kid. I'll bring my nephews. <laughs> there you go. That's what whatever. Okay, there we go. New plan. Okay. <laughs> or your man friend. <laughs> I know. Yeah, man friend. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Like, I'm sure. Like, Olive will outgrow me within the next three years. She is pretty tall. She's gonna. And she's she's surprisingly brave for her age. I I believe it. She's crazy. She was like, I want to jump off that thing. I'm like, that's called a diving board, and it's nine feet deep right there. <laughs> and she's like, I've got my wings. I'm doing it. I'm so going. I'm going. And the first couple, she wanted me to hold her hand, and then it was like, I got no this, biggie. Dad. <laughs> like, she can't even freaking swim. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, you got to lay on your back. You got to kick your feet. You got to doggy, you know, doggy paddle. Do whatever. I'm like trying to teach her. This is how you survive in the water. And she's like, I don't care. I just want to jump in. That's all I want to do. I'm not concerned with swimming. I want to jump in the deep end where dad can't touch. So, yeah. She's, like, weirdly brave. That's okay. It's those darn video games. I guess. Not teaching you violence, teaching you bravery. That's right, bravery. I'm okay with that, actually. That's, right. a, that's a good, yeah. Like you, write a I'm paper cool on with it. that. There we go. I don't have to anymore. Lucky for you. Well, I technically only have one paper left in my entire college career. How exciting. Wow. That's pretty I'm going to nice. make you write one for your independent studies. Okay. <laughs> just because <laughs> just, just I that can. That one, actually, right. <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, me, Z's. Okay, so as you can tell, I've been sick. I got sick at the beginning of the weekend-ish, mm. I guess. Like, mm, so Happy it's, Memorial Day I know, right? I'm pretty sure that it's summer, so I was like, oh, I can go outside in shorts and a t-shirt. Right. Like, no big deal. It was freezing. Like I'm cold. Yeah, there were like a weird couple days, right? That were just so yeah, it was chilly, breezy. So one day I decided to get together with some pals, you know, sit outside, hang out, just chit chat, catch up. Freezing. Everyone else was fine, but I'm like missing fat parts in my body. So I was like by three hours, I was just cold. So it's a blessing and a curse. It's awful. It was awful. So that's why um, they make hoodies, right? But I didn't think it's summer. It's (laughs) May. It's It's the end of May. Jeez. So I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Anyways, I caught a cold, 
I was like sneezing, mucus, tissues. My nose was raw. It was awful. I had to go to work too, and that was you can't get your shifts covered on a weekend. So Mm, wake up at six, go to work for four hours, come back, take a bath, and sleep. And you're like rubbing your nose on your arm as you're preparing. Like I had tissues. I had tissues in my apron, and so I would have to go back and then just sneeze and then wash my hands and then just go back. And fi- after I finish a drink, go back, do the same thing, sneeze. And so everyone's like, why do your hands look all raisiny and stuff? And you're like, it's because I'm sneezing <laughs> on them constantly. My skin's like flaking off because <laughs> I'm being appropriate. That's so, that's so good. So responsible right. of you. So, but that being said, I didn't play a whole ton of video games because all I wanted to do was sleep and like eat rice and just go back to sleep. However, I did watch an excessively large amount of BBC Nice. Okay, so I played Animal Crossing The Bath, but that's really as much video games I got in. I was watching Sailor Moon. Almost, almost, I knocked a lot of those out. Nice. I watched a lot of the new season of Top Gear. I believe it's season 20. Richard Hammond's a man crush of mine. He's just this cute little British man. And then also Doctor Who. I'm almost finished with season three on that one. It's a strange, like, British anime (laughs) kick I love the UK. (laughs) And... Sailor Moon's my childhood. There you go. So, cool. Whatever makes you feel good. So, yeah, I'm almost finished with the season three of Doctor Who. I think I have two more episodes left, and then I'm on to season four. You, yeah, you've been plowing through that. However, we I might have looked in the future seasons, so I know when the Doctor's going to change. Dude, you're <laughs> th- you myself. like I know I can help it. <laughs> it was from the person who <laughs> no was control. like, I wonder if he changes this season. I'm like, well, let's find out. And so we found out. Rachel loves so spoilers. She's responsible, but she's... Occasionally, I'm like... Occasionally, I feel bad. Man. I'm like, oh, Rachel had something spoiled. But then I remember, like... I'm she loves that. Rachel plays, she's like, I need to look ahead to make sure I don't miss anything. Like, you spoil everything you So do. sometimes it happens on accident. Some, like, hmm, I'm trying to think of sometimes when, like, it really happened and I was really bummed. But I don't think that's... Yeah, if it's not letting you down. Yeah. yeah, and that's cool. But we'll see. I think but as yeah. long as you can enjoy... Like, I'm the kind of person, like, I don't want something spoiled... But I'll still enjoy the I'll I'll enjoy the journey there you go. to yeah, that man. point. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's how I feel. Plus enjoy like, where you're at. As you mentioned before, it's different for every person. So I don't know. Totally. So yeah. Cool. So yesterday I was feeling well enough to like go outside finally and I saw it's Godzilla a great day. and I realized Heisenberg versus Giant Lizard, essentially. Yeah. So <laughs> I realized that the country that gets Godzilla first wins. That's that it. That's that makes sense. So I think our taxes should go to finding the giant lizard in the sea, and he's the cutest thing ever. That's that's all I can you think about. You thought he was about. cute? He was like swimming through the river, like a. Yeah, that was kind of. I kind of thought like, he cute. looked like a like a. Well, he kind of looks like a giant water dog. Like he looks like a giant water <laughs> pit bull. With the, with the pit bull, right? His face looked the, like yeah. a pit yep. bull. You can see that. Yep. His little that's mountain true. spikes. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of I the the spikes were fun. I really liked the beginning of the show when it shows like the the footage from the 50s, like all the A bomb tests oh, that were mm-hmm. do, being done in the mm-hmm. Pacific, and then they just put in the spikes cruising by, <laughs> and like we tried to destroy it in the 50s. That's what all the bomb tests were about. Oh, yeah. right. Like I thought that that's was pretty why I cool. Think we just gotta find him. And one thing I did notice, he didn't have teeth. Really? Yeah. That's really. weird. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have teeth. teeth. He's like gumming so he's like the other Godzillas. He's old. He's very very old, and he's got the blue fire. That's that hilarious. was cool. He's old. He's very super. Old. Was it super breath? Bad or? butt Godzilla. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the the blue spiky <laughs> things going up his back was pretty dope. Yeah, that I did like that. It was like a little electrical current kind of. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good times. Cool. <clears throat> Anything else? Nope, that's it. Just that and just tissues for days. We've been busy. Like a mountain of <clears throat> tissues. Seriously, like piles and piles, and my nose is all flaky. So I don't have sunburns, but I have flaky nose stuff. Ours that's is going to go away. That's pretty bad, too. So mine. It's weird, because like, I have like nostril piercings, too, so it's like, can't oh, but that Can't do them, because oh, it's flaky. And interesting. Yeah, I imagine that's that why I never painful. get them. That's why I never worry about getting my nose it. pierced. Because of the runny noses. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to have to do The runny nose yeah. danger. <laughs> it's rough. Very cool. So we've all had busy weeks, um, <laughs> and uh, the world of news has been fairly busy as well. It's true, and I say like, like considering, I mean, really, considering the... E3 is coming quickly. Real close, two weeks. Um, we're still getting a lot of good news out of, uh, out of these companies. So we'll kick it over to Drew. All right. I've got lots of news. I just want to dance to the news music. All right. So the first one, I'm going to call this one the pre-pre, if you will. Pre-pre-pre. Yeah, I call it the pre-pre. This one from Engadget. Basically, this is the simple news. Starting with Destiny in September, you'll be able to pre-download your pre-orders. So if you had pre-ordered Watch Dogs, if they are doing this, you could have had it downloaded, ready for your machine, ready for you to play at midnight. So at midnight, you can... Yeah, boom. It's unlocked. You can ride. 
um, rather than waiting for it to be like released and then jump on the server with everybody else trying to download it. So that's the pre-pre that's coming soon. Thoughts on that? Exciting. Seems like a, a great thing to do. I think finally. I think. Yeah. That's finally all. is the right word. That's how I thought right. it was until I found out it wasn't like you said we couldn't play a game until like three in the afternoon. I was right. Like, because. Oh. That's cool. Because it's not released, and then it's a download. So, so occasionally you have them that that will release through the PSN at midnight. Mm -hmm. But even then, you're you're getting on at midnight and starting your download. Right. Um. So it it's kind of weird. Like this one released at twelve oh one Eastern Standard Time. So so you had it at ten. I was able to start it at ten last night. I started my download at ten o'clock. Um, but with Infamous, I couldn't start my download until one thirty. And so Interesting. I like thought they just take I don't know if like Infamous it was zones? specific. Huh. Um, and then this one was huh. Eastern. I don't know if Infamous just had way more downloads trying to happen at the same time, and so it delayed it. Right. Um, but the, the pre-install is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, you throw it on there, and then at midnight, all they have to do is like a server update or a server whatever. Like unlock it. Unlock it, it ready to go. Um, and and you're golden. You can start playing at midnight, which is what you can do if you got a physical copy right. at a midnight release. Right. So um, back in the day, for me, I mean, <laughs> this is this is huge for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I want to be able to get on there. And I want to be able to play these games, which I totally forgot to mention in my yeah, weekly wrap did. up that I, I have played like two and a half hours of Watch Dogs. He got so up this morning at what? Like at five. Like five. Yeah. Because it was down. I woke up so that I could play it and talk about it and then I didn't so we'll talk about that a little bit later all but right we'll get to that I, I think the pre-install thing is is a excellent good move it's a good direction forward and I'm excited that it starts with destiny because that will be pre-ordered as well very cool all right news number two I've got this one I call it plant those seeds coming from a NBC news but I'm sure many other people uh, announced this Sony Core aims to step up the sales of the PlayStation 4 console to drive growth in the network services kind of like their stream games and their video so in most aspects, Sony is putting profit before sales volume, but on the game side of things, they kind of said, no, 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 this one, we're going to push the consoles out and push that regardless of profitability at this point because it becomes a, I mean, it's, it's a distribution point. Right. The more of these, uh, more of these consoles that we have out there, what are they at, 7 million, over 7 million Over now? 7. They, that's what they're trying to increase and so that they can make more revenue um, profit on the network side, right? The streaming, the other things, and I believe in that article it said something like they had made like a 1.7 billion dollars, and that was like a 70 percent increase. And so they saw that giant jump in numbers, and they said, okay, more of these out there, bigger that number gets. Totally. Any thoughts on that one? Going strong? No. Nope, okay. Straightforward. Straightforward. Next one. Um, let's see. This one's called Big China Little Gaming. <laughs> you like that? I'm, Dude, I'm that's clever with these. Yeah. Fairly apt, actually. Okay. So we mentioned, of course, that Microsoft is going to jump into China once they opened it up, and then we kind of covered that. Sony, of course, has now said that they're going to enter China as well, and that's not surprising. And Gadget reporting that Sony is going to work in collaboration. This is the part I love. Work in collaboration with a company called Shanghai Oriental Pearl Culture Development, or the OPCD. And they're going to create two new companies in this, in this area, Sony Computer Entertainment Shanghai, for the service, for the uh, sales, the licensing, the distribution, and then a second company, Shanghai Oriental Pearl Sony Computer Entertainment Culture Development, which I don't even know what all those letters stand for. But, you know, right. Yeah. The uh, SPCECDGQ. And they're going to presumably handle the manufacturing and, this and the like, sales of the actual console itself. So news, but it was expected, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it kind of goes both ways. In, one, in some ways, yeah, it was expected. In, in others, um, Sony has kind of a rough history with China, right? Like Japan, China. Japan in general has a rough history with China, but um from what I've read, like Sony in particular has has a pretty rough relationship with uh the Chinese government and so um I think that's where the OPCD oh, you know somebody all these different like, they're with, they're having to go in not necessarily as themselves but as part of a, a Chinese um corporation. Makes and sense. Uh, it makes sense. I, th I think that Microsoft's essentially doing the same thing. They teamed up with the television yep. service. Yep. Um, and then, of course, to remember on top of all that, it's not really the Sony or you know the gaming that we know of. There's going right. to be a heavy, heavy, heavy filter on that. Yeah, it's going to be a very different. It's going to be a completely different world from what you see with Western gaming um, or traditional e uh, Eastern gaming too, with Japan and stuff like. Uh, at the bottom of this article, it says China originally banned video game consoles in 2000 and moved designed to protect Chinese children from wasting their minds. Right, right. And so um, 
I'm moving you know, to China. Whether or not idea. whether or not they hit it huge <clears throat> and strike gold or they may modify some things. I think they I think because it's just pure like based on numbers, you've got so many more, you know, gamers. They may play a different style of game, but Sony, Microsoft, everybody over there is going to find a way to monopolize that. Yeah. So that's that's coming. Um, all right, here's one that I call Stay the Course, number four. Sony's PlayStation 4 already profitable, and it's on course to beat the PS2 success. Took PS3 um, three, three years to actually make a profit. Right. Took it that long before it actually was, like, turning the, turning the books uh, black. So uh, things are heading in the right direction, and the hope is that the network side of things, again, that kind of the streaming, the the online stuff will increase that profitability and keep it right on track no news yeah I, some of these are just solid all right this one i think we'll enjoy this one is called um try it now with capital now well, i don't know why i read this in time magazine but i'm sure that it's uh, it was a good yeah. it was a good source sony says that the private beta program for sony playstation now has now been opened up for ps4 before it was only on ps3 they kind of had touted it on the ps4 like advertisements and telling everybody that now is in right. beta and you can register, but it's only in beta if it catches you. You had to have registered or registered now, but it's still private beta. It's just right. on the PS4 availability. But you can register for it, and and I assume <coughs> that they're pulling in new people all the time so that they can make sure that they can handle keep up whatever server. yeah whatever amount um, of people are going to be involved in this. Most most betas runs will will slowly. Slowly amp up what they're doing, right? And then towards the end, they just like increase exponentially as they kind of say, "Okay, server loads handling it. Let's add, you know, a thousand. Let's add two thousand. Let's add ten thousand, right. and they just keep going." We need so. to we need to make sure that we can handle as many people as can be thrown at this. Yep. So yeah, yep. I think it's very cool. I think uh, I think the PlayStation Now, dude. I think it's such a cool service. Really, I, I, mean, wait, I can't wait for it. I signed up yesterday after I was like, "Okay, I'm, I may be at the bottom of the list, but I'm going to put my name." Well, right. In. Well, and it and it creates a uh, a backwards compatibility, especially for the P PS4, because you can stream, you know, a number of PS3 and PS2 games, um, mm -hmm. and original PlayStation One games through it. Uh, I I think it's I think it's super cool. It's gonna be awesome. And and I love that they're the only people doing it. Yes. Yes. Like they're kind of pioneering this new. Something will happen. Xbox will do something. something. You think? Not as good. Is that an E3 prediction? Mm, I don't oh. think so. I think Dude, maybe we should do some E3 predictions I today. Know. We, I think it'll be more holiday. We've yeah. talked about doing... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Right. We've talked about doing some E3 <clears throat> live live commentary. So when Sony does their presser, I think we'll be live somewhere just talking about it. Or maybe we'll all just Skype in from our homes or something. So look forward to that because that will be fun. We'll cover that and give you our take on it. All right, last bit of the news here. We call this one um, Child of Vita. Child of Vita. Quick announcement Woody. that the Child so of good. Light, Child of Light that we love, uh, will be heading to the PS Vita, um, and that's what July first, I believe, is when that'll be released. Which I think it really, just given the gameplay and given the look of it, will look really good and just play just fine just right work. in your hands. It'll just like, work. Yeah. People want to know why I want a Vita so badly, and it's because like it's genuinely just like a PS4. Like you can play PS4 games on the Vita, and sure they may not like look as good, but I mean you still have that portability. So right, that's how I, I mean. See it. So this is this is different from um, remote play, which you can also do right. with Vita. So like right. with the Vita, that's I mean, you up. could play Watch Dogs on Vita, right? Which is like that's insane, right? Like right. to think that like on a handheld, I can play this massive open world, <laughs> you know, RPG that's just huge. Like it's it's enormous, and you're playing it on this tiny little thing. Um, Child of Light's coming directly to it, so that it's a normal, fully functioning design for the Vita game, right? And Honestly, like I can't think of a game better suited for <laughs> like a, a handheld. Like it's it's this small, compact, beautiful, simple, really greatly story driven game that I think is going to be perfect uh, it's for the Vita platform. The right package. Uh for our friends of the program, if you'd like to send your donations to uh Rachel <laughs> We should probably just get her a Vita. It's been I know. <laughs> also, birthday's on Saturday, so it's Oh, this is perfect. What? Dear friends of the program, Vita donations are being accepted. What? <laughs> anyway, that's right. all I've got for news. Very cool. <laughs> so um, we will just then kick it right into new releases if you're good. Yep. You good? You're yeah, sick, but you're good? Movies. Okay. Gross. Hello. Okay, so new releases. Um... May 27th, a.k.a. today, a.k.a. whenever you listen to this, Watch Dogs came out, comes out, came out. It's, it's out. It's on yeah, Jeff's it's machine. There. He's already playing it. It's there. So go play it and tell us what you think of it. 
Ace Combat Infinity also joined it. Wait, but. can I tell you what I think of it? <laughs> yeah, perfect segue. Let's hear I'm it. I'm sorry. It's okay. Can I? Go. You got, you <laughs> please, got three minutes. Please, Go. <laughs> three minutes. Okay, <laughs> 10 09. So, Watch Dogs, uh, so far, man, this game is just, it, it's cool. Um, you start off the game, I don't, I don't want to spoil how you get into this, but you're in, a, you're in a baseball stadium, and you have to escape, and there are police looking for um, a suspect. They don't know that it's you. Um, and so you start the game, and the way that you learn kind of this hacking system, it's all through your phone. And anytime you start to hack stuff, you see these little lines of blue, like these digital connection points pop out to all the different things that you can interact oh, with nice, in the world. Yeah. So anything connected to the internet is connected to your phone. So um, city uh, drain pipes and like water movement and city l street lights and lamps and vending machines that have credit card swipers. All of these things can be connected to your device and can be used to evade, attack, and manipulate the world around you. So if I have a security guard coming towards me and there's a soda machine in the back corner, I can hack that machine and have it just start kicking out soda. And they're like, what the heck? And they turn around and go to investigate it and I can sneak past them. Nice, nice. I, I can activate their cell phones. I can make their cell phones start freaking out and ringing and, and doing all this different crap. Um, and so everything is designed around creating an environment for you to be able to move kind of in the shadows. And it's awesome. Like the only, the only complaint I have of the game so far is the driving mechanics feel, it's not that they are bad, they just feel dated and I feel like they should be better. Like I feel like the car controls should be more fluid. Mm. Um, you know, if we can put out GTA, or not GTAs, but, um, Gran Turismo's right. and you know all of these awesome driving games. Ah, uh, like have, drive like let's have some good driving mechanics in a game. <clears throat> it's not that they're terrible. I just like on a you scale of ten, I would put them in a six. Mm. Next gen enough. Um, everything else though, mm. yes. the shooting mechanics are are awesome. I like the the inventory that you have created. Um, I like the upgrade system that they have, as you. Um, as you walk down the streets, your cell phone is using, and what's cool too is they kind of, they kind of tap into this like modern NSA surveillance state that may or may not exist in <laughs> real life. But he may walks around and he's, he's tapped into the city's own um, kind of spy network like that they use to recognize and find people that are breaking the law. So as you walk through the street, you can pull your phone out and start scanning people's faces. And, uh, and um, so like occasionally you'll find someone that your, your phone flags as a potential um, bad, guy. bad guy. And so you'll hack into their phone and you can read text messages that say, I'm coming over to kill you or like, you know, but <laughs> that's I what mean, bad not, guys do. not as overtly <laughs> as that, but like arguing with their girlfriend, <laughs> arguing with their girlfriend that their girlfriend cheated on them and mm -hmm. you wait and see what's going to happen, uh, you know, something like uh, that. And so then you start following this guy because you can't do anything or you're not supposed to do anything until they've actually committed a crime or right, are about right. to commit a crime. Right. So as you follow them, you have this meter below them that kind of says they are 20% likely to commit a violent act. They are now 40% likely as they move closer oh. to that target mm -hmm. that they've been speaking mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. um, you have people that are, that are drug addicts that um, they start freaking out because they haven't had a fix in in a recent enough time. And so all of these things kind of build up to where, I mean, people on the street can be the bad guy. And you can sit, like you're, you're a vigilante saving people um, from the corruption of this city. And it's awesome. So I went four minutes. Not bad. Not bad, not bad. I, now we talked now about streaming week. it. We talked about it, are we doing it? I'd love to. Did I'm we bad. set a date? I thought we set a date. I just wasn't sure. We did. KT couldn't do it. But we ended up settling on something, didn't we? No. Oh, KT we never couldn't did. do okay. it. Well, he's, we he has just, for, for those of you that are fans of the KTdata.net, he is streaming all night tonight. I don't know right. if this will get up by then, but you missed it if it's up by tomorrow. So he's, he'll show <laughs> some stuff, and I think we, we want to have the party atmosphere and do it again. Yeah, yeah. we so, should. Totally. So watch what we'll do that. Do you so, want me to play uh, the singer again? TBA back to me. Yeah. No, I think we're good. So, uh, Sorry. I just, <laughs> it was a perfect, it was you a good said place let for us it. know, and I was like, I'll let you know. <laughs> it was a good place for it. Okay, so um, June 3rd. Wow, May is almost over. 
So June 3rd, Murdered Soul Suspect. Um, June 10th, Enemy Front. Also had a Training Dragon 2. June 17th is Battle Princess of Arcadia's. Also EA Sports UFC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get my swole on. <laughs> Get your swole. Okay. Um, June 24th, uh, Atelier. Kind of a gross word, too. I know. Pearls and swole. Really, mine is squirt. <laughs> Which was squirt? One too. Squirt. Huh. People come in and they order a latte with four squirts of vanilla. And like, oh, pumps are, yeah, I'd pumps. much rather purple. What's the, the moist know. is kind of a weird moist one. Moist is kind of a weird one. Also, yolk. Yolk? Yolk. Yeah, that's not good. Like egg yolk? Like egg yolk. Huh, weird. Yolk. I'm going to get yolk. It's like, uh, oh, gross. Yeah, gross. Weird. Okay, anyway. so <laughs> Atelier Rorona plus the Alchemist of Arland. We have so many game names that are just weird to. You pronounce. know, I didn't know there was you, so many you handle like, it pretty well. weird games mm-hmm. out there. I didn't until either. Until I started doing these releases. Yeah. There's more than you suspect. Um, The Swapper. I need to stop. Okay. June 24th, The Swapper. Oh, there Swapper. are three coming out on June 25th. Like swiper no swiping? I I don't know. I think <laughs> swapper no swapping. I didn't even read this one because it uh, didn't seem that. It's it's a ways off. Okay, we'll this see. the swapper, Transformers, probably with Marky Mark. Is that? Who's <gasps> yeah, you. <laughs> Just running around in his <laughs> underwear. I hope the funky I'm bunch gets to, back with I him. I know. I want to know what happened to LeBouf. Did he like? I don't even know what happened to him in the previous movie. I I think I LeBouf. I think LeBouf has just had a Cracked out. hardcore breakdown <laughs> that he just isn't into anything like right we don't see dude wears bags on his head and goes to premieres yeah he He put like a bag on his head that said like i am not an artist and he went to a movie premiere for like something he was i think his movie nymphomaniac that he was in yeah Yeah. kind of weird he's well good for mark i know he did a naked music video for psychoros (laughs) like full out like Swinging and swinging. Huh? Swinging and swinging around. <laughs> wow. LaBeouf. Wow. Weird. Yeah. He's an interesting Steven cat. Well, yeah. good for him. I actually, he live tweeted his acid trip once. Did really? This, yeah. Really? I found that it on the internet. I did not realize about this. That seems like something Beans would have done. <laughs> right? Wow. Plot twist. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it was a pretty interesting live tweet. Okay, so Transformers and then Valiant Heart, which is another game by Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Cool. And it looked kind of cool because it was World War Two. So stuff. who wins the award for worst name of the week? Atelier Rorona is my vote. I I like Battle Princess of Arcadia's. Uh-huh. See, and I was gonna say the Swapper. I'm like the that Swapper. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's just boring. <laughs> at least, at least the other ones tried. <laughs> Rorona. Rorona. Although Alchemist the Swapper, they're I just like there's like. Well, I mean, you swap stuff, so. <laughs> it's a Swapper. It's like Swap Force. <laughs> Nice job. Hurrah. I'm excited. I am looking forward to some of those. I, I really want to play Watch Dogs, so I'm coming I over to your house. I do, too. Yeah. So we just need to live stream it so Rachel can play it. Yeah, I'm yeah, down. Let's it. do it. We'll figure out a date, and we'll get back to everybody. That's what it was. I know what we finally decided. We finally decided that, screw KT, we're going on our own. Yeah. yeah That's KT. what we decided. Yeah, KT. So we, when we're done here, let's go set up some gear to see if we have the ability. If we have the ability, we can set a date. The Swapper actually looks kind of cool. Oh, it's yes. a puzzle game. <gasps> I love puzzles. I know. Swapping for puzzles. Stranded this is funny because I think between the three of us, station. we have like our own little like niches that we love. I know, yeah. I think so too. Like, I, mean, some, I, I like hardcore love puzzles and and um, you know kid ish games. <laughs> well, you love Animal Crossing. That's outside there. Hey, now. But you love the zombies and you love the battle. The you know the the FPS. I mean, there's something about each of us that we have our core. Oh, we're so cute. Yeah, no, we were totally we're so like, cute. Because I, I get frustrated with the puzzles. See, I, like I don't it. mind so those. I just have to puzzles. tutorial the crap out of them. Or like the uh, the, this the guacamole like oh, X R two. Right. That's like triangle R two X triangle R two. Like I love it. My Rachel, brain can't. Yeah. Like, my, Rachel put in our conversation. She was just like, "Okay, now I've moved on to R one R one triangle up up left right." Yeah, it was like, a stupid <laughs> jumping thing. Twenty minutes later, she's like in the tree, universe. right? That's yeah. what I was talking about. No, that oh part gosh. is so freaking hard. Like seriously, I had to like use my other hand to hit the triangle button as I'm hitting the R two button it's as I'm brutal, hitting the right? X button, and then it's like yes, you get the yes, double jump. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so now it says, and then X X, and you have and two walls go. that you have to be jumping between. But you have a wall in the <laughs> yep. center. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's tough. I got, the, I got the combos down, though. Yes. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm going to finish that one this week. I feel like I'm so close. I need a, a friend. Game, I think because you had a, such a hard time with the oh, Javier. Javier. Oh, my God. I think it's because it's meant to be like a two-player game. So, yeah. I so if like you had Tostado with you, if, with <clears throat> the Guacamole guy. If you, you die, you spawn in 10 seconds, and if then the they other person break can your survive, shell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, then you, yeah, you get So then you beast it. it. So I think it's like 
meant for two so man, get your man friend over play some right, games exactly I'm yep. stuck so I'm calling my friend and we can beat it together and I don't die 350 times so yeah okay um yeah what's next anyway so, so that was our new release really cool. we, got time we got 15 minutes left awesome awesome and perfect huh <laughs> I have totally <laughs> well our indie game will be freaking short yeah, I, yeah. podcast today I think we hit them both let's do let's do five yeah, let's and do five and ten so uh Ooh. we'll jump right into the indie game of the week Drew's got the uh the music for that uh do we have an oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's dancing. the indie game the indie game <laughs> the indie game of the week with perfect with my plosives <laughs> this time with Rachel and Drew and Jeff wait oh, hold on I got a graphic too oh it didn't work. Didn't That's okay. Well, moving on. Flowy my hair looks. Indie oh. game. It's the indie game. It's indie game of the week. All right. So take it. Anyway, okay. Rachel. Hello. Indie game of the week was Lone Survivor. It was by Superfly Games and Jasper Byrne. Byron. Burn. Burn with the Y was the designer. Controls are your typical. Oh, it was a. It was an eight-bit game. It was like. It was a. It was a retro. Was it, was it even an eight-bit game though? It was like a two-bit game. It was like. <laughs> a, it was like a two-bit game for real. It's true, and it's like I had a bigger screen TV, so when they're like the long like that, yeah. I definitely had a hard time reading some of it. The I was, felt like blocky. I felt like I had a hard time. I I had a hard time reading everything. <laughs> Jeff didn't like the game. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. Super flat games. This game fell super flat Aww. for me. Aww. Yeah, that, did you like that? <laughs> 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 so witty. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> for me, honestly, like. It, so again, I'm jumping in and being loud. Of course. Because well, let's 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 go through the let's controls and the story, okay, and then <laughs> and then we'll give our stuff. <laughs> right, right, you have right. your own notes, okay? So <laughs> the controls are your typical one: D-pad or L-stick to move right and. I think they're called bumpers because they're called bumpers on the Xbox controller. So the right and left bumpers are shortcuts. You Call get whatever a, you want, man. Triggers. You, I know. Tr well, triggers are the oh the, underneath the flooper ones. Yeah, okay. Flooper. Yep. That's my word of the day. Um, you the get a gun. Ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gross. You get you get a gun. Square is your flashlight. It was kind of like an old school version of Outlast. Is almost kind of like Very you get a flashlight. So. You have your flashlights have battery powers. X is your commands, and you know the usual triangle does something, circle does something. Can't quite remember what it was. So yeah, um, you start off as this guy in an apartment complex. You have like a sick mask, which is probably something that I need. And you can't really remember anything. As you wake up, you start to realize the world is different in many ways. You find wormholes in the walls that are like smeared with yeah, pixelated blood. Yeah. And there's things on the walls and words that you can't read. And then when you leave your apartment complex, you have a bed that you save in, sleep in, you know, typical, typical saving stuff. Um, when you, it was kind of cool because when you would leave a room and you would re-enter the room, it was a completely different room. Like right. the people that were dead were there were like dead and they don't really say that they're zombies, but they're like pretty much zombies. Yeah. So yeah, yeah zombies. They're, they're the living dead. The game ends up being a psychiatric battle between reality and, you know, like your mind and what's really happening. Your essential goal is to leave the city alive and yeah. That was that. And yeah, you just wander around trying to. Survive. So, what did we like from the game? Let's start with likes. <coughs> you so know, I don't love the zombies. Right. <coughs> so, what did I like? What did I like? Dot, dot, dot. Well, I'm going to start it off. Yeah, I you thought should start. <laughs> I thought it was cool because I didn't think it was going to be so, like, puzzly. Because once I started the game, you were in this apartment complex. So, I thought it was going to be very linear and very weird. Right. But once you enter like a broken hole in the wall and it's a wormhole and it leads you to the other side of the apartment complex. Does it? The but one I went it? through. <laughs> and, oh, oh, and you use oh, mirrors to teleport. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that that was another. Okay, yeah. 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 So it's like I don't know. I thought it was kind of I don't know. And I think they did a really good. It was it's a survival horror game, and I think they did a really decent job because it was kind of scary. There were a couple jumpy parts, and it's like at the beginning of the game they tell you that the best way to play this game is in the dark mm -hmm. with the sound turned mm -hmm. up all the way mm -hmm. and the gamut like zero. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad. So, everything <laughs> that you mentioned, those are the things that I liked. Okay. I liked, um, <laughs> I liked the atmosphere. Uh, <clears throat> I liked, because I played it when it was dark and walking through the wormhole, I was creeped out. Right. Like, that that effect was realized. And so, was um, I mean, it, it does feel like a creepy game. I just kept feeling like I was taken out of the game anytime I had to read anything, and this is a very read-heavy game. Right. Like Fair there's right. a ton of stuff that you have to be reading throughout the entire thing. Anytime you pick anything up, anytime you look into your inventory, like I had a hard time navigating my inventory because it was so pixelated. Like he didn't go 
I, I didn't feel like it was an 8-bit game. I mean, Scott Pilgrim is an 8-bit game, and I can play that, and I enjoy that. This one, I don't know if it was the color scale that was used, like this weird gray it like scale. It's like, like a rounded retro. I mean, like the even the pixelated stuff of being an 8-bit game still had like shading to That's this. what I mean. It's like there was it, something it was that just so, made it overly soft. Yeah, it was like, you know, I don't know if they tried so hard to be retro that they overdid it. But for me, I felt like I kept getting taken out of the game because I'm like, I'm squinting at the screen trying to read my menu. Like, trying to figure mm. out, like, what are these dots that I'm looking so at? I didn't because have that problem. I don't know why. I mean, it wasn't, maybe I'm just, I get 8-bit eyes. I don't know. I yeah, didn't have I don't problems. know. I, mean, I could eyes. see where it would be difficult to read. But um, uh, on my TV, uh, maybe it's just I was in the perfect placement. But I didn't have trouble reading. Is your TV knowing. smaller? Or is it like 50 inch, 55? That's not. So. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it, it seemed to work just fine for me. For I me, did, oh, when I opened the map, I don't know that there was ever a place to let me like adjust. Because a lot of games will say, like, you know, put the arrows inside the screen before you start. Right. Oh, mine was off the screen. Mine as well. was off the screen as well. So the bezel like on my on my screen covered that. But um, I didn't have a hard time reading. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it just... I, I mean, see I could, could figure though. it out. It was just frustrating. Yeah, I could like, see you Looking at it, like, it was not something that was easy to look at even. And that, that was a problem because I love 8-bit art style. I love old NES games. Like, I, lo I mean, I grew up playing those games. That's, that's something that for me is like, that's, that's something that I grew up with and have a lot of nostalgia for. And I, I, I enjoy those games still today. Yeah. Like, I, I still enjoy, like, the Final Fantasy, right. you know, the original Final Fantasy series and the Marios. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's that they blew the character up, and to do that, they felt like they needed different color variations and different, mm. you know, definition. For me, it just took me out. I don't know. My thing that took me out was when he would hide in the little crevices. He's wearing a mask, like a surgical mask, but with that 8-bit and the shading. I didn't know what he, it was for He looked like time. he was totally just grinning, like he had yeah. this big old grin on his face. Like he's just <laughs> hiding like this the whole time. I thought the same. When I first turned it on, I was like... <clears throat> This is dude's face. And, and it's, it's a mask, but at the same time, I was just like, Some when kind I of see evil him, face with I big like wasn't sure what it was. Teeth. Just I too smiling. Like the plot was that it was a surgical mask. So, oh. I, I don't even know what I, I don't know that I liked anything. So about for the me, game. I, will, I won't, I won't spend <laughs> another second with that game. It was free, guys. Come on. It was, it was, it was. And I can appreciate that. Well, I guess what I can appreciate is that this was somebody's homage to what they loved in like the early, you know, like Silent Hill or those other types right. of horror games. And and as a homage, it was, it, it was good. I'll tell you what I did like. Oh, this is what I liked about the game. It gave me this feeling that if I ever wanted to, I could probably code a game. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad. I just felt like, okay, if this is done as well as it's done and it looks good and people are fans <clears> of this, you know, style of gaming. I bet I could probably, with a good year or two of studying, you know, figuring out, right. I could pull something off like this. So I guess it, it, there was a story. <coughs> it was simple. Like, the layout was, was, was simple. I felt like there were some places where it was just, like, the puzzle part almost <coughs> was, like, overly, um, like, overly puzzle-fied because it was, like, go back to this room and it might change. <coughs> if you go back to this room again, it might change. And so in the different things that you were doing, uh, there was no consistency. Yeah. I, I, on purpose, right? It was kind of this interesting, <laughs> intentional, like, part of our puzzle is that it's always changing. Right. So part of that kind of got me, but it was the it was the mirrors and that kind of stuff it was just kind of this random. And, and you're right, you get into the psychiatric battle, right? Then it becomes, okay, yes, there is a level <laughs> of craziness if you are going to be the last person alive and you're right. looking for survivors. I think there would be a little bit of mentalism there going on. So what about you, Rachel? You, you okay, spend more time with it? <laughs> I'm not dying. Rachel's dying right now. I feel like it's under the. Uh, drink no. something. I don't know. Do you have a drink? Okay, cool. so she'll get we'll water. We'll go back to that in a second. I don't know. I just, for me, you know, it ultimately comes down to like, I don't want to be pulled out of. I don't want to feel like I'm being pulled out of a game. And there were a lot of forced yeah. to not be just totally enveloped in it. And, and with, particularly with the words, I just kept feeling like. Why? Why did he make it so hard to read? Like, I get that it's an 8-bit game, yeah. but make reading simple. Like, I right, don't need pixelated right. letters for it to feel like an 8-bit game. I think the other thing that pulled you out, and, and maybe maybe I'm wrong <laughs> on this, but it, maybe it outlasts another game. Granted, I, I think they're on totally different planes right. what they're trying to do, so I'm not comparing them. But in the fact that if I'm playing a game and I am... Um, like I have to recharge battery. I have to manually put the battery in, or if I have to like right. be aware of what, how much health I have and where my food is at. Uh, yes, I can eat every ten minutes in the game if I can watch my bar go down. This was all happening in the background, so the only memo that you got that you were hungry was your own like voice popping up and saying, "You, I'm hungry. You, yeah, I'm starving." And you didn't know like how hungry you were until it started flashing red on the screen. It was like, "Oh, I'm really hungry. 
I'll find some squid sticks. Yeah. So I don't know. For you, does that take you out of the game or put you in? Like having that all happen in the background. Like even that when you get tired. I'm yeah, tired. Yeah, not being able to know where you're at. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that to me – I, maybe it makes it difficult to... for you to plan what you're yes. doing. Yes, it didn't. I didn't feel like I had full control, and maybe right. that's part of that psychosis. I don't know. So what about you, Rachel? You I play definitely it? would have liked a health bar. Or right, something. something to let you know. Just something. No, it was it was it was fun. I don't know. I wouldn't prioritize it, but I feel like if I'm feeling like I need to get scared, I'd play it. Cool. Do we dare talk about how far we got? I got out of the building. Oh, really? you got the furthest. Yeah. Did I? You guys didn't get out. Even further than I did. I was like. I didn't use any of the pills. I felt like, because they have pills that will be like, okay, you fall asleep and you wake up and you have ammo back if you lost it. You take one pill and you fall asleep and you wake up and you're, what was the other one? Like you have something, like your health is back or something. Do you know how much they charge for this game if, if you're not a PS Plus and got it free? It was like twelve ninety nine. Dang. So my recommendation is to get Transistor for 19 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you want an indie game, that's my, re- so that's my recommendation. Rachel, what about you? Um, yay, nay? Um, she says yay. I say May. 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 If you're like into survival horror and you feel like it's worth a shot, go for it. Cool. Huh. Drew? Not into survival horror. <laughs> Nay. Right on. So, moving on. Uh, so, one of the things that I, I started <coughs> thinking about this week and I wanted to throw it out on the Twitters uh, was a question about video game characters. Like, who's our favorite characters? I know in this podcast we've talked in the past about what our favorite games were. Um, and why and characters have been brought into that conversation several times, mm-hmm. but we've never really jumped into like who are like what characters define like what <sighs> you look for like um, what characters really help you feel like you're immersed in a game or like you make you care about a game. And so we we threw the question onto Twitter and we got a couple of replies back. First of all, um, big shout out to Freddie uh, yeah, at Southern fantastic. underscore Mind eighty eight. He's been very vocal on on the Twitters, and uh, we really appreciate him just stepping up and having a conversation with us. Um, but he said, uh, "Snake from Metal Gear Solid games and Dante from Devil May Cry." And I asked him, hmm. "I said, you know what? Yeah. So what made them special? Like what made them significant?" He said, "Well, they're just sort of straight up badass." Uh, you can identify with that because right. Freddy's badass. Totally. Um, I feel like they could take, uh, he said, I feel like they could take out a superhero uh, without issues. They need to add like a Godzilla, though. Then I'm sold. Nice. Um, nice. So uh, Jordan Weeks at MRJTW um, yeah, said Solid Snake. Um, so that's two for Snake. Uh, for me, I mean, I would agree with that too. I love, I love Solid Snake. I think Solid Snake's sick. Uh, what about you guys? Like, I, who for me, are it's your not characters? The, I'll start with you the, guys. The badass. Like, you got to go farther back into my gaming history, so you got to go like other consoles to find right. my my favorites. Um, I feel like I'm gonna be a little bit closer to Rachel's style. Maybe I, I just, it's not the badasses. The like, I love Spyro. I love Spyro the Dragon. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love, totally. I love, uh, you know, helping him through his levels. Like, that was a fun one for me. The Mega Man's from early, early on. Playing the Mega Man's one through like seven, I think I played like when I was when I had the old Nez. Um, and the reason why is because I, f- I mean, him. It was the tech side. It was like every chance he got, he had something new that he could try totally. out and do. So I, I enjoyed that. And then, um, I think this one. I don't know, maybe Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I just, I just that story being able to help him and Disney friends. I think that just tied my <laughs> love of like Disney and cute plushy things with a, some, a small badass. Pretty he cool. has keyblades, right? I mean, there's so those are the ones that I really love. Jeez Louise, man, my head's just like. <gasps> is it every okay, Pokemon so you ever caught? I know that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> is hey, it, stay away from the is, Animal Crossing. Cool. Yeah, I say, is it the parrots like, that moved say, out of your I city? I can't say all of them. <laughs> no, okay. I miss Frank. Okay. <laughs> Frank. So, Frank. <laughs> no. Why did you leave me? Okay, so the first ones that came to my head were uh, Cloud and Squall, mainly because oh, yeah, yeah. they were the hottest, I mean, they from were, my view. They were oh, hot man. Jeez Lu- oh. Remind me of the game, because I got their faces. Final Fantasy. Okay. Okay. Cloud's Final the Fantasy, cloud, but he's yeah. also in Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom yeah. Hearts, right? And that's yeah. where, yeah. oh, yep. man, when he shows up with those big blue eyes and those shine sword, I'm like, Because oh, I was going to say, I was going to say Cloud, too. Like, yeah. from my first playthrough of Final Fantasy VII. Sephiroth is Sephiroth's an awesome villain, too. Sick, too. I cried when he killed what, what's her name uh Arieth? yeah yeah i that was the first time i cried in the video oh, game right like oh, for real i don't blame you dude. i was like really upset wow. female wise um it's hard to pick female wise because i don't feel like females have been a strong player until recently but yuffie was really cool ninja yuffie she was really rad um straying away from final fantasy and stuff kratos i think is the ultimate badass and he's a family man too yes so 
Doing I don't it know. all for the fam. Right? I was playing God of War and I was like, this man loves his family enough to sell his... I don't know. I thought he was really cool. Um, and then I had more. For pure sex appeal, who you got? Oh, come on. We already know who that is. So uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's got to be Nathan Drake, right? Yeah, of course. Drake. Always. Oh, because he's just, he's like, he's like the real man, I think. Kratos is like the imaginary man, the god, essentially. But of war. Witty. <laughs> right? Right. But Nathan Drake's just perfect. <laughs> I want to hunt for him. That's what I'm doing. Nathan Drake <laughs> is both an adventure and GQ model. Yes. That's true. Yes. He's, that's he's like the perfect favorite. package all wrapped in one. So if you want to sell a game. beautiful right. scarf. That's what it is. Oh, I love it. And then I've always liked the little sisters from Bioshock. That's cool. I just think they're like oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. They're just cool. Mr. Bubbles. I don't know. They're just cute. They're, they're a cool concept. Like you don't play them. Well, kind of, sort of. But I don't know. So I I have a couple too. Um, <clears throat> the first thing that I thought of when I put this out there was the the Mass Effect characters. Right. Um, right. Bioware does such an amazing job at making you care about characters. Um, Some solid story there. Yeah. Like Shepard, like you like Shepard and you feel connected to Shepard, but more than anything, it's the people that surround Shepard. It's your companions throughout this this adventure. Like you, as Shepard, you feel like you can take care of yourself. Um, but especially your teammates, like they're totally fallible. They have strengths and weaknesses and the they can people, die yeah. Yeah. in the game, like, th and not be there in the, ne the next game. And, um, I put on, on my list, I put Tally Zora Bashir, uh, who is a Corian in the game. Uh, so this alien species who's had her home world overrun by another spe uh, another species called the Geth, which are machines. And um, the other character I put was Legion, who is a Geth, but he's on your side. And there comes a point in, in Mass Effect 3 where you have to choose one of them to live and one of them to die. You have to choose yeah. which one lives and dies because they are in conflict with each other. And I really liked both of these characters. I mean, I, these were my characters that I took on every mission. Right, right. That would, and, be, that would um, be tough. And I straight, like, dude, I cried when I made my choice and had to watch the person that I chose die. Like, I was seriously upset because over the course of three games, I had built a relationship with this person. That makes sense. That, I feel bad that, that I'm to, not an emotional gamer. I don't to, know. To, I'm never to, to wipe him out, like, was, f like, honestly, it was, like, physically painful. Um, and I, like, I had dreams about it for the next oh. couple nights. Like, I was oh. really, oh. I was Jeff torn up, man. Real. Like, I... I am – I have a passion for storytelling. Like, I really, really do. I love I, – I mean, obviously, as you guys can see, if you're listening to this podcast, I talk a lot. I like to tell stories. I like to be told good stories. And so when I'm told a good story, I, get, I let myself be wrapped up in it. Um, I enjoy being wrapped up in a good story. Um, for the same reason, I, I love Ellie and Joel. Like, those two characters are fantastic characters, and – um, you know, so spoiler alert, if you haven't played The Last of Us, which you should have already played, Drew hasn't, no, so haven't. spoiler alert, Drew, everyone must have, um, except except there's a point, there's a point in the game it's where you find out that Ellie is about to die, and for some people, they, you run into this room, and there are these doctors that are about to perform a surgery that, that will kill her, um, for some people, they ran in and, like, were like, I don't want to kill you, I just want to save Ellie. And I was like, "How dare you, so you just try to low. kill Ellie? I killed everyone in the room. You don't, you only have to kill one dude. I killed everyone in the room. I was like, <laughs> I was like angry. Wow. And um, just because of what Ellie had gone through, like you as a team had gone through so much Makes that sense. that I I felt like I had to protect her. Um, going back to Final Fantasy VII with Cloud um, and Sephiroth, man, what a great, great villain. Right. And in the Metal Gear Solid series, I, I love Solid Snake, but I, on the villain side, I loved Sniper Wolf. Um, if you played the original Metal Gear Solid, mm -hmm. where you're you're sniping against Sniper Wolf, like that was the first time I had ever played a game where like I was looking through a scope at someone and following them and trying to get them. And when I finally took her out, like I was again, I was like, I'm glad she's gone, but I I also felt like remorse. Because she was cool. Like, she yeah. was tough. She was, like, this awesome chick that was this strong female villain, which you don't see very often. Um, 
so I don't know. Like I, there are so many games that I feel like have have kind of drawn me in, um, and those games are the ones like the games where you you focus on developing a character that people care about. Yep. Are the ones that stick with me the the longest. And I think um, that's with some of the games that you get to customize your characters. You go along things like Fable, where choices right. you make create who you are, which makes you even all that more engaged. Right, because you're invested in you're, it now, right? Yeah, you made those choices to make who you are. Um, so. Yeah, I yeah. mean, on, along that line, Cole McGrath from the uh, the infamous one and two was mm-hmm. a great character, mm-hmm. and you and you care about him through through one. You make choices, you know, whether people he loves live or die, and it's it's something that um, man. If a company can put together a game that make you care about your character in in a way that like you find yourself thinking about that character and like worrying what's gonna happen next, man, you've succeeded. That's like good. that's that is the. <clears throat> that, I mean, that's no, what, yeah. I agree. I think yeah. so as well. Cause yeah. yeah, that's the pinnacle of like effective gameplay and storytelling like coming together for me. Um, like, like we've talked about before, it's like, I don't know, people ask me why I play video games, and it's because, like, it genuinely is just an escape from reality, from everything that goes around, and it's like, you right. literally become the game, you become a part of it, and it's Well, and cool. that's what's so cool, is it's so immersive. Um, I, I also enjoy reading books, and books, to a certain extent, can be incredibly immersive, and mm-hmm. you, you can feel like you're involved in that world. But with video games, like you're actually a character within that world, and I care about my neighbors, my animal neighbors. I yeah. care right. about them. Break! Break! I just want to go hold the jukebox outside. This. <laughs> Whatever, nice whichever town hit, he's in now. We'll find Frank. We'll we find hit, Frank eventually. We hit an hour five. Hour five. Yep. Then let's wrap it up. Um, not yet, though. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Hold that. Hold that thought. <laughs> do so first of all. Thank you for joining us for episode 13 of the Little Big Cast. Yes, Again, I am Jeff Hawks at Jeff Hawks. Sick. To my left is Rachel Hernandez at uh, P R I T 3 Rachel. Pirate Rachel with a 3 instead of an E. And at night 20, I'm Drew Tyler, K N I T E 2 0. Feel free to follow us both on our individual pages or and or and or on both. at Little Big Cast. Yes. This has okay. been, once again, episode 13. And uh, shout out to uh, Cambria for switching. We had a seven-year-old switching the cameras today, and she and, rocked it. And shout out yes, to all you listeners out there, Freddie and Jordan. Yep. Thanks for replying to us. Thanks, guys. All right, let's do cool it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go talk to Cam real quick.